Welcome to season two of Motivate Me, a show where we interview people who have incorporated a passion into their lives in order to inspire you, my fellow motivators, to do the same. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. Ladies and gentlemen, if you just heard that gong, then you would know that I am in Hawaii at the Temple of Equality. And in order to enter the temple, in order to show reverence to Buddha, then you must gong the bell. And I'm sitting here with Lee Jay, and Lee is a, a native here in Hawaii, and she's got a pretty cool passion. So Lee, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Lynette. It's been such a pleasure for us. We came here. We're staying with the Butler family, who is amazing. And Danielle is sitting along with us here. Um, she was on yesterday's episode, which was a lot of fun, her and her daughter, Kylie. And she's just been amazing, driving us all over the island and sharing all, all different experiences with us, but also sharing the people that she knows in her life who live in Hawaii and have some pretty cool passions. So tell everybody what exactly your passion is, and then we'll explain to them how you go about doing this. My passion, and thank you for asking the question because today is actually the first day I got to articulate it. It is that I get to be a connector. And when you say that you're a connector, you have a couple different roles in your life in which you connect people, not just with each other, but with themselves and with different ways of living even. so. Let's talk first about the coaching you do with parolees. What is that like? Well, it's an amazing opportunity. So the women are paroled. And actually, as of now, when they join my group, it is optional, not mandatory. And it is with other women who are not on parole. What we get to see is we get to see amazing people step into their greatness. And what I mean by that is all people have gifts. And we all go through hardship. And we get lost sometimes. When people have the opportunity to connect with each other, they also are reconnecting with their purpose. And, and they may have been lost for quite a while in the choices that they've made. And so, really, I get to work with people. Some of them happen to be on parole, and they get to choose different. And you're, so you're connecting them not only with the real world again, helping them transition back in, but also connecting them with mentors or friends or a group of other people. I I bet that really shows them that they're not as different from so many other people as they think just because maybe they have been in prison or something like that, right? That that there's so many of us are, are kind of flailing a little bit to figure out what our next step is. Yes, thank you for saying that, Lynette. And I would even add that when we 
get to see the women interacting with each other, they all step into leadership. And like you alluded to, maybe after having been incarcerated, you forget that about yourself, that you have the ability in every moment to make a positive impact in somebody's life. And sometimes that's by choosing to share your story as opposed to hiding. And the women, when they transition back into society, they get to dream out loud. It's so scary to take that risk and even explore what is my passion, meaning each woman that I get to, to meet in my life. And because sometimes we are meeting our basic needs, food, shelter, clothing, safety, and then we get to think about communication, connecting with other people, and then connecting to myself. What is my purpose? What is my passion? That's a really high level. Self-actualization isn't something that we all have the um, opportunity to pursue. Or even the privilege, I think, to right to to even understand it or to see it. It's an awareness. It's a it's a raise in your consciousness. And when you say privilege, yeah, I I think of how we are put into situations where we are thinking about survival, and then our survival needs are met, and then sometimes we are distracted by what we think we want material things and maybe that is what some people want I don't know that we do really get to think about what is my passion my purpose what are the possibilities for me so so you're connecting people with people and people with ideas people with themselves how did this start for you it wasn't necessarily intentional. And what I mean by that is I didn't wake up one day and say, my passion is to be a connector. And I think for like most people, it probably doesn't happen that way. As I think back, a few things come to mind. You know, one is we are sitting here at this temple and it represents, um, traditional Eastern culture. Yes, it's a replica of a temple in Japan. And the Eastern cultures have a very collectivistic value system. Yes. And then, yet we're in the United States, which is the most individualistic country in the world. So thinking about um, what is important to me. And when I was younger, those two worlds, now I see it as I got to live in those two worlds. But I think at the time when I was experiencing it, I thought of it as a conflict. And when you think of it that way, you know, am I gonna be for my community and for my family? And the, some of the sayings, so you know in the United States you've heard things like pull yourself up by your bootstraps or the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So in the Eastern culture the sayings go like this. They say uh, speak when spoken to and um, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down. Ouch. Ouch. So, you know, now I see it as 
beautiful to have those two experiences. So at the time, I think it caused me a lot of angst and confusion. And therefore, believe it or not, I am answering your question. I, I, that confusion led me, was part of why I became like a hider. Um, just, it was really confusing. My, if I could share a quick story, I remember once um, my siblings and I, we were complaining. I would say the typical American complaints, such as, um, you're the favorite, I have too many chores, I don't get enough allowance, and I want to stay out longer. I want my curfew to be longer. Okay, And so my mom, she's American-born. Her mother's American-born. And, you know, so my grandmother, she, she went to segregated school. She lived through segregation. My father's side, his parents were born in Asia. So my siblings and I were doing this complaining. And um, my mom said, let's have a family meeting and communicate our feelings. So she's American born. <laughs> and we get there and we start saying, you know, why life isn't fair. And uh, my dad looks at us like we're aliens, and he says, I'm the father. And he got up and walked away. <laughs> it's like the meeting was one second long. And so um, I got to become a listener. And I was going to say an observer. An observer. And so I think by being an observer and a listener, you get to hear people's stories. And when you really pay attention, you do get to have the gift of connecting people. You know, you have this dream, Danielle has this dream. So she listens and then she invited me. She's a connector, right? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. she, she connected us to begin with. So you have taken this then and you also coach younger women and athletes, is that right? Yes. And on top of that, you've started a sustainable living environment in, on your property and so now you're connecting people with this type of lifestyle and guiding them in that lifestyle still connecting people still connecting people with their passions whether it's an athlete whether it's a parolee whether it's somebody who wants to live a sustainable lifestyle right yes and the opportunity to connect people to mother earth and when you connect people to their purpose, that is connecting them in mind, body, spirit, you know, with spirit, no matter what your religious beliefs are, to, to your creator. And that alignment, that uh, sense of balance, it, it feels very purposeful. And on top of that, you are connecting those people with other people who are doing the same thing they're doing. So you're, you, in a sense, are connecting community. You know, you're building communities. Who knew it could be so fun? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew you could? And that's the point, right? So for my audience to listen to what you're doing, you know, they know what they love and they're hearing what you're doing and they can go out and do it too. What do you think your greatest challenge has been? Excellent question. So I've got to do some amazing work and one of the pieces is professional development and they teach us a lot of valuable lessons some of them we may have heard them before but it's one thing to know something and it's another thing to live it 
and fact meaning is one of the things that comes to mind. So if we go back to that example of individualism versus collectivism, we can choose the meaning. And I said, going through it, I made it this thing that caused me so much confusion in life when really I could give it a new meaning. And the new meaning now that I am choosing in life is to choose possibilities and to shift from, I'm going to say scarcity thinking to abundance thinking. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, physics teaches us there's really just two vibrations, love or fear. And I'm coming to actually believe it's valuable to choose both love and fear. And what I mean by that is we know what love is, right? It's connecting people and, and self-honoring. And when we choose fear, that means when, you f when I feel afraid, I ask myself, is my life in danger? And if it's not, if my life is not in danger, then I get to take those feelings like um, and those experiences such as a racing heart and um, sweating and say, that's excitement. That's an opportunity to learn. And for me to make that shift and say, I have an opportunity to learn a lot of valuable lessons if I choose stepping into fear. So what do you think you did learn most about yourself through all of this that you've started doing then? All this connecting and all these different really leaps and transformations you've made. What I've really learned is that when we do connect we are in purpose and what I mean by that what I learned about myself is um, I could choose to be controlling and say I already know that I know how to do it best let me just handle it I do everything all by myself and the task is completed and then what like there's nobody there to celebrate with me it's the journey itself is so much more fun the wins you have someone to celebrate with and so I learned that there's really true value in self-honoring and realizing we all do have a purpose if you meaning the listener says to yourself I have no idea what my purpose is and I have no idea what my passion is you still can choose to live purposefully. And what I mean by that is, I know what it's like to get up every day and live on autopilot and be almost robotic and detached from all my emotions for whatever reason, just so I can get through the day or just so I can get that, that thing. When we, when we make the choice, even if we don't know what our purpose is or our passion is, when we make that choice to at least be purposeful, meaning um, get committed to giving it your all for that day or in that moment, then you know at least you're moving towards something positive. 
I just want to thank you so much. This has been an amazing interview in a beautiful setting in front of this gorgeous temple with all that gonging going on. It was, I loved it. I yeah. love, I love the real deal and just the birds and the, and uh, all the different animals making their noises around here. You're in your natural habitat. It's so grounding and magical to be able to do the interview right here with you. Thank you. So just before we go, can you give my listeners one piece of advice to start executing a passion of their own or a plan of their own? I would say learn, live, love. We learn a lot of stuff, but we have a choice whether we're going to live it or not. So it doesn't need to be perfect. Just start. So you learn something new and you apply that knowledge. You learn it. You live it. And when I say love, I am talking about some of us, we give, 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 and then we have nothing to give ourselves. So love includes self-honoring. And that's it. You heard it here right in front of this amazing temple, everybody. You need to go out and honor yourselves today. Get started because if you're not living your passion, your dream, what are you doing, right? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. That's it. Remember, you guys, you motivate me. I'm Lynette Renda. Gonging in the distance. Visit our website, MotivateMePodcast.com, for links to all of our social media, for our Motivate Me YouTube channel, where we're posting video of our trip, and for an application to be on the show. There is also Motivate Me merchandise on our site, as well as the ability to contribute a tank of gas or more to our road trip if you so desire. There are 191 episodes in season one, and season two is going to consist of the journey my crew and I experience as we travel around each of the 50 states interviewing people about passion. When we return, those episodes will air and that will be season three. So let us take you on this journey and let us motivate you to take action in your own life. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. This enables us to reach out to more of you. Keeps turning and I just keep moving along